0: Welcome to Real Rap with Reynolds Teacher Talk with your host, C.J. Reynolds.
1: What's up, everyone? My shirt looks like don't know how to put a shirt on right now. Um, anyway, welcome back, everyone. It's been a minute. Uh, we took off last week. My name is uh, C.J. Reynolds and and I took off last week because it was Mother's Day, and I wanted to be able to uh, do all things for Mother's Day. Um, so we like had a nice day out with my wife, and we went. I think we just stayed in the yard most of the day.
0: No, we went and did um, gardening at uh, my stepmom. Oh,
1: that's right. Who
0: lost? Uh, we lost my dad in June, and his favorite thing to do was garden, and. Uh, my stepmom doesn't have the physical capability to do all of that garden, so we go down to create the space so she can still enjoy it, have a piece of, a place of peace and prayer, and I like, I like being able to do that. So yeah. we do physical labor around this house for Mother's do. Day. I make everyone go do gardening work. And I cooked. Yeah. Cooked. The, um, what did you cook? I can't even remember. I made breakfast. Oh, you did? <laughs> Hastily, because CJ
1: because my Deleted. plan didn't work out. Well, I thought I didn't. Know it was though. still delicious. Who knew diners would be, you know, backed up for two hours on Mother's Day morning? Hmm. Who knew? During the pandemic. Um, but anyway, it was uh, it, it was a great, great weekend. So we took a weekend off. But like, just on the front end, uh, as a reminder we are taking off the month of June um, because most people are finishing school anyway. So we are going to do this show. We'll do it today. We'll do it next Sunday and and then on the 30th, and then that will be the last one until July. We'll come back after 4th of July. Um, So what are we taking off from? We're taking off from this show. My name is CJ Reynolds, and this is my show real rap with Reynolds uh, does Sunday night teacher talk here on YouTube and on Facebook. And so if you've been around for a while, you've heard me say this a lot, but if you are new, to the program, then this is a way for us, it is an expression of care on Sundays to help us help teachers to be the teachers that they were called to be, right? So like, that's what our company is about. That's what Real Wrap With Reynolds is about. It's about real talk about teaching, but trying to help teachers uh, be the type of teachers that their students need and that they are, because there's no one size fits all in the classroom. There's no one size fits all curriculum. Um, but if we're focused on students, uh, that means that we have to also focus on ourselves so that we can grow and become those teachers. This is not enough. Um, there is there's a book. Uh, this is the computer is the opposite to where I am. Sort of. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there's a book. Um, Teacher class off, which is available on Amazon, and um, we have almost 250 reviews on that thing. Last time I checked, that's
0: pretty awesome. That's pretty sick, man. We appreciate it, everyone.
1: Just saying. It's pretty, makes you, makes it's, you proud. It's it's makes you um, so it's a great book to pick for like if your school or your PLC is doing like a um, some sort of reading this summer. Um, it is, I think what it, what I try to do with the book uh, as I try to do with the channel is to create um, create things I wish existed when I started teaching, and so that's what we do. There's also a whole lot of other stuff that's available if you go to realrapwithreynolds.com. Um, and we're also signing people up now. Uh, the world's kind of, some parts of the world are opening back up. So, um, speaking engagements are co- becoming a thing again. So if you are interested in having me speak virtual or in person at your school, just, you can contact us or you have your school contact us at real with Um, and that's it. Woo-hoo. How are
0: you?
1: I'm great. Cool. Are you ready? Uh, I yeah. I don't I think grab, we have
0: any questions Yeah. I
1: didn't grab any water. I'll um, the, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm interested in where people are today because I think that this time of the year is such, is just like.
0: How's everybody's mental health? Is I what you're asking think mental person.
1: health is, it's the thing. And one of the conversations we had this week in with myself and a few of the staff members at my school were, how are we, thinking about going forward with regards to student like ability student social emotional well-being like for those of us that have been off since last march march of 2020 and 16 months later whatever it is we're we're still off that like going back to school and having kids like have the ability to like show up and be present for seven hours a day or like whatever there's schedule is to um all of the social like like being back in a space with so many people and with so much more work like i don't think i'm really praying that schools aren't thinking about going back and just picking up you know the mantle where they left it or like i don't know like like you can't just pick up where you left because we're not dealing with the same exact students that we dealt with before like that would be a, a a gross error i think in a lot of schools um so i think it's about going back and being honest about like how can we meet students where they are and help them to to get to start moving back not only to where they were but beyond and and being ready for that to happen over a course of years i don't think that it's a one-year thing or a few month thing or like hey big first trimester we're going to do this and it's going to handle everything i think that it's like we really have to have to be mindful of those kids um and be excited like I, I think that's so important like for teachers to take off this summer mm-hmm. and just read stuff that's going to fill you up and and watch things and do things like be proactive about that I
0: think teachers need to remember their why this was such a traumatic year for a lot yeah, of folks we I think about they this need the to like get back to your why you teach why uh, any of those like questions so We're, I, yeah, what I'm also ahead. surprised about is that some people are going back into school. So Taylor Garcia said, um, morning, everyone. Tomorrow I go back to a quote-unquote normal class. Wish, wish me luck. So I don't know where he is in the world, but I can't believe someone at the end of the school year, schools are still going back. It feels so silly to me. Why would you start you all I can
1: only this? think that it was I'm some, kidding. it seems like such a political move. It seems like someone wanted to be able to say, "Nah, we went back. got them back in the classroom well at least
0: this whole year wasn't a wash by the end of the year kids were back in but
1: now (laughs) but now taylor has to go back and and teach kids policies and procedures and rules and all the stuff that makes class flow that he already had down online to some extent right like not like any that stuff is perfect but like to have to reconfigure that at the end of the year it just seems like by the time you start getting things in flow
0: by the time you can years, figure you that it's going to be done, be done. Yeah. yeah it seems So, so but at the
1: same time I mean look maybe it's it's a good way to like end the year I I mean if I was going to put a positive spin on it it's like maybe it's a good way to end the year so that you are getting so that yeah, next year's not such a shock you like tested the waters real quick and went back but yeah. who knows man it's uh I I am still I'm still not for going back at the end of this year. I think it's a disservice to children. Yeah. Um and although I know parents also do count on on school so that they can, you know, work and stuff. Like it's just
0: it's all yeah. hard. Um
1: Taylor's providing a lot of parents with a sigh of relief. Um <laughs> as they get like a day off by themselves.
0: Okay, so we have a question.
1: Um yeah. Oh, you with this.
0: Uh, you, Hold on. That doesn't do anything. Anyway. All right. So Jordan is asking um, I put it in, but I don't think he's on there to jump on. So I'll just read it. Okay. It says, How do you deal with having to regularly say goodbye to students at the end of the semester or year? This is my first year teaching. So maybe I'm just feeling more sappy because they are the first students of my own. But I just want some tips or just a pep talk on how to say goodbye to these students that I have come to enjoy so much.
1: Uh, oh, here's Jordan now. Oh. I'm going to pull. I'll
0: Jordan, do me. you want to come in? Just oh. a pep talk on Hi. how to say goodbye Hi.
1: How are you? Oh,
2: oh so good.
1: Well, mute. You can turn it down or something like that. I forget. It's oh. like when you call radio stations back in the day and they'd be oh like. Oh, God, there's there's there's
2: that.
0: That. Take a moment. I don't know how it even works. Yeah. But now she's mute. Is she muted?
1: No, I think it's just turning the volume down on your computer. computer. I think is the gig. But she's
2: muted on her. Yeah. Yeah, you're better. All good.
1: Awesome. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Oh my gosh.
1: Background. It looks thank you. I'm an
2: art teacher. So this is I'm in my studio right now. But Oh my gosh, it is so great to actually talk with you. Oh, you've been such a great help. It's my first year teaching this year and your videos have been really helpful this year. And um, so thank you for all that you've done and I'm glad to meet you. I teach art here in Nebraska. And um, my question, I don't, sorry for the weirdness there. But I was just wondering how you deal with having to regularly say goodbye to students at the end of the semester or the year. Um, Like maybe I'm just feeling a little sappier because these are my first students of my own. Um, And I felt this a little bit with student teaching, but it's hitting a little harder this year. And just wanting some tips or just a pep talk, how to say goodbye to these kids. And maybe because it's. Like I'm not really good with goodbyes anyway. So maybe I should have thought about that before entering a profession where you have to say goodbye every four months. But <laughs> what do you think? It'll keep
1: happening year after year after year. What, what grade well, are you?
2: I teach high school. So I teach 9 through 12 for all my classes. And so being an art teacher, there's always a chance I could see some again. And yeah. um, I actually teach at two schools. And so I teach at one school in the morning and then go to another one in the afternoon, which I've actually really liked. But Um, next year, the system has shifted a little bit. So the traveling position is no longer available. So I'll just be at one. So then it's making it a little more bittersweet, leaving another one, knowing that I definitely won't be seeing those, but it seems like you teaching English may not see your kids every year. Like I'm like, I I can have.
1: No. So I teach unless, unless they fail. And then I see him again. And uh, so it is, you know, I, I think what I tell students is that I build relationships for a lifetime, not for a, for a semester or for a year. And what that looks like is that I want to create, you know, part of the t- reason I put so much time and effort into my classroom is I want it to be like like a bug light for kids that doesn't, that doesn't kill them. Um, I just want to, like, attract kids to my room and, like, have a space where kids want to hang out. Um, and in doing that it becomes a place that staff want to hang out that students want to hang out that you want to hang out and so kids will come back year after year and you know the fun thing is is that they'll remember your even if they liked your class they'll remember it as so much better than it actually was and like kids will come back that even that didn't like my class I like I know like they never smiled or there was never an indicator that they liked anything and they're like yo, I miss being in here. Like, I miss your class. My class this year sucks. And I'm like, bro, what? Like, you, you looked like you hated everything about last year. So it is, but what happens is, like, students will come back. And then after they graduate, you'll find students start coming back, too. But it's about it making intentional connections with students outside of class also. So just utilizing things like the hallway, like the entrance or the exit to the school, like – um, I don't know, fire drills. Like I, like I just find any moment to just connect with students, say what's up, ask how they're doing, compliment them on something. And you're, what you're doing is like, you're constantly caring for kids. And then they, they want to be around that because, you know, even if you teach in a really great school, like, like our school largely has really great teachers. Not everyone's into that level of connection though, so there's only certain pockets, right? So I know that if someone's not in my room, I know on my floor, the two other rooms that they're potentially in. And so, um, and there's a lot of crossover there and kids go back and forth. So it's about cultivating that. And and I think, um, so that, that's one thing because then when you do that, you're not, you're not so concerned that I'm not going to see them anymore because you've built into them. And look, when it's not COVID time, like it's, that's a whole lot easier because then I have kids eating lunch in my room, doing study hall in my room, coming in for help, coming in to just hang out, coming in because they hear loud noises that often come out in my classroom. Um, and then the other thing is, I, I write letters to kids uh, like often. Um, I think yearbooks are great, but I just can't. I'm, I write too slow, so I'll just like write notes to students or try and find ways to keep up with them over the summer. Like we've we before we had kids, my wife and I used to do like trips in the summer or have kids either over or we'd meet them somewhere and then like um it was an event so like hey uh so this summer i have a bunch of stuff lined up with like different graffiti artists in the city that i've been talking to to see if they can meet us somewhere to do something and be like hey gang look uh this is unofficial if you want i'm going to be at this place at this time if you're there cool let's do this thing so um it's about getting in front of that but Uh, And then for kids that graduate, I think social media is the best. Like it's, it is, you know, a lot of schools have parameters around not contacting students um, through social media, like when they're your student, but after they graduate, it's like, I love keeping up with kids and, and setting things up or going to dinner um, and stuff like that. So I think that that's, I, I get sad every year also, but I, I, also, know that, like, no, this is for like, I'll have day whole days where I just text all I do is text old students and I'm like, hey, checking in, what's going on? Are we in the Air Force? Are we still in school? Are we graduating? Like, what's going on? So that's awesome. that's, that's part of what I'm thinking of.
2: Oh man, thanks so much for that little pep talk because with this year too, like, it's been a hybrid. So I've gotten to know them, but then I just feel kind of gypped because then they're not in my class as much. So it's the relationship. Yeah been built but just not very much time with them so So
1: that'll make that cool too though like if you guys if everyone goes back then then you're looking at students that never like always kind of wanted to meet you or like you didn't have that opportunity like they'll come in to see like what do you really look like how tall are you uh (laughs) you know like (laughs) that's that's like kids i just you know
0: I think human beings in, inherently are just nosy, want to know what yeah. they to want to like. And I don't mean nosy as like in a bad way. Like they're no. just interested. Curious. curious. That's a better
1: yeah. word. You, you made know. it sound like we're like we're <laughs> peeking in your house. through the
0: Because car- I, I honestly think that about YouTube, right? Like people always want more with YouTube and it's not a bad thing. I think it's people are just curious and interested. Yeah. And yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Jordan, my best to you in the end of your year. I hope that it's great. Um, And uh, if we can help with anything else, just let us know. Be happy to do it. I'll be back. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
1: So that was a nice compliment. Mm
0: -hmm. All right. Are you ready for your next question? I am. Oops, it's coming from good old John Lopez. My man. He said, what- Captain
1: peanut brittle. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. We don't <laughs> need any. What three things would you change in education? Once things have settled down from the pandemic.
1: Oh gosh. What three things would I change in education? I would lo- I think we need to focus on a number of things, but one of those I think is teacher retention. I think it's about creating schools in which teachers feel cared for, supported, And, um, and like they want to stay at, uh, teacher retention is so hard. And I, I I get the sense that my school is going to have unusually like a much higher retention rate this year for teachers. Um, but I think that's, my sense is that a lot of folks got a false sense of success on some level this year because they were teaching virtual and classroom management wasn't uh, a thing yet, so um, I don't want to say false sense of success. But, like
0: a different type. but It's two different. It is. It is.
1: It, is a, it was a much harder year than than being in the classroom in some respects, and much easier in some. So that's something I'd love to see done. Um, I think it is. It is figuring out ways that we can reimagine the school system in in some ways. Like I think that this idea of 7 to 8 hours of school every day is just not it it's it's not what school needs to be. And so I think it's trying to figure out like what would wouldn't it be amazing if if we could sit down and just go what would actually work for students? Like let's look at the science. Let's look at what other people are doing. Let's not recreate the wheel but let's look at who's doing it the best and figuring out how we can actually make education only ever about students and then Roll out some of those programs. Um, and then I think, you know, social emotional health has long since been something that schools needed. And I think they need it now more than ever. I think we can only teach kids that are in a healthy mindset. And that if we can teach kids to be successful and to, to get good grades, I think that's and, and learn and like actually master content, that's great. But it is, if it's going to come, At the result of them being crushed, like in their mental space, then then it's a loss. Like you can have that, you know, you can become really, really successful and still not be happy. And I think it's about helping students unpack who they are, what they're about, what they're going through, and teaching them healthy ways so that success does equal happiness in their lives because they have processed more. I think those three, three things are. Not the only three things, but those are three things that would really, really help people. There's a wrench on our desk. And I, I don't I know if I you notice it. I always pick things up as a fidget. And now- I know you do. Here we go.
0: Okay, are you Just ready for to question?
1: Let's fix another
0: thing. Oh my gosh. That was
1: dumb. Our you know next question was.
0: is coming from Scott. Uh, is asking, I am moving into a different classroom on campus. Do you have any tips for decorating my new room in an awesome yet inexpensive manner? Your room is the pinnacle
1: CJ. So Scott, first of all, thanks, man. Um I I you know, we have new we have new leadership coming in next year. Um we just hired a new CEO and uh or charter school, so we have CEO, and then uh we'll see what the principal brings in. But I hope I have the same room. Um I I I jeez. So I think what I do, Scott, is I, I'm not – my room – gosh, this is hard. This is this is a big question to unpack because there's so many facets to it. But my room is – I, I want it to kind of look like hip-hop Hogwarts. That's what I'm going for in there. Um, I try to find things that I think will make my room inspiring, exciting, interesting, fascinating, whatever it is. The – I don't try to post a lot of rules and procedures on my wall. I think a lot of that stuff is just not necessary. Like don't chew gum, don't no one never no kid ever was deterred from going on their cell phone cuz they saw a don't be on your cell phone or I'll take it sign in a room. They weren't like oh, man, let me just who was that? Oh. What's that? Oh, never mind. Like no, no one ever did it. No one ever didn't chew gum because they looked at the don't chew gum sign. Um I think it's far more exciting to create a space that kids want to be in. That's exciting. That's slightly inspiring. It's a little bit weird because what we're trying to do is shift kids out of their normal mental space. When they come in, I want my room to be, I want you to feel slightly different when you walk in than when you feel like you walk into any classroom. And I think the way to do that is for me has been to make my own stuff. Um, I spend a lot of time. I look on Pinterest. I love looking at like anthropology, the store anthropology, like they have really great um, all DIY, sort of things in their classroom. I have tons of stuff that I've wanted to do. So like if you go on, if if you go on, um, if I Pinterest? it might be, I think it's in the show notes, uh, to every video, there's a pinch. I have a Pinterest board on there for classroom stuff. That's a good place to start. Uh, but just trying to look at things and then figuring out how you can make them, um, doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, but I just, That, I find, is a cheaper way to to do it. There was
0: another guy who um, tagged us in a whole bunch of stuff on Instagram. Do you remember his name? I feel like he took that idea that you do and how you do, and he he put that into his classroom. And it was so great to see. Like, he was really, his classroom was really fun looking. It was. And it wasn't anything uber crazy. It's just, I don't know. I think it's taking those inspirations and just spinning them right i think like fit it for your classroom needs and how you're and what you're allowed to do
1: too right so like i i think about things like i want my books to be sexy that's the that's the word we're using i want my book i want my live classroom library to be sexy i want someone to go oh what's that going on over (laughs) there and then like go over and check out the books so the way we do that is by making cool bookshelves we do the way we do that is by lighting the bookshelves so we do that is by um Having books facing out as much as possible instead of just the spine coming out, um, and even if you only have a few books, doing that, um, I couldn't find posters that I liked anywhere, or they were too expensive. So that's why I painted the wall black. Are you guys laughing at I said sexy? No, I'm
0: laughing at something
1: else. All right, <laughs> All right. so the um, I want to have places where like uh, so look. That's why I drew all that stuff in chalk on my walls which I traced all back I have zero ability to draw um, anything but stick figures and stick figure odyssey. I, I actually did used to have drawings of stick figure things in my room but I just say you're a pretty
0: good stick figure drawer. Yeah, but they just like
1: the, the kids were just like what is that like what what and I'm like all right, never mind um, and I like secret spots for things uh, and I like I make my organization part of the part of the spectacle right like I want, like organizational pieces all over the place. And I want to be known for like my name's on everything and everything's labeled. And like that becomes part of the fun is is the how my room I what certain parts of it to almost appear like a workshop. So yeah, that's where that's what we start with. But um my man Scott Wardway.
0: There's a long answer for that. That was a long
1: answer. I had a hard that's a lot to say there. You know I love rooms.
0: I know. All right. I'm gonna give you another one. Uh Also, Myesha, our buddy, Uh, buddy. is asking, I have a feeling that I'll receive a student of, wait, I have a feeling that I'll receive a student of one of my coworkers next year, which I've never been a fan of because my expectations are high. How can I explain it to them without offending?
1: Um, like it's their kid? Oh, yes. So... That's how I read that. I, you know, I think I should look at, it. In, in knowing you the little bit that I do, I, I think some of it is not changing who you are for someone else. Like we're we're not we're not being we're not raising expectations because think and think about this because it, it might take some reorienting, right? I don't have high expectations in my class because that's who I am. It's because who I want my students to be, right? I don't have rules and regulations and procedures in my classroom because I want kids to follow what I say because I'm right and I'm the I'm the king I do it because I'm trying to create a fair and equitable like learning experience for everyone in the class and I want students to do the best that they can you know so like when I push kids it's not because you know I you know, because I want kids to be able because I don't know because has something to do with me like like of course it does right like of course it's like my personality. It's my, it, it is a level of confidence to be able to push students a certain way. Um, but if education is indeed always ever about the students, then it's about communicating to that parent. If their if their student doesn't toe the line and saying, look, like I, I say it with a smile, I don't even say it like, I'm getting like sassy with someone. It's like, look, this, this is what we do. This is what we do in our class. Like, you know, in my class, you can count on certain things. You can count on being pushed, you can count on ha- me trying to build relationships. You can count on bad jokes. You can count on silliness. And you can count on basically lots of confetti and other weird crap in my classroom. Yeah, but so, you can also
0: count on that you don't waver from late work or things of, like, those yeah. piles. So here's what she's saying. She added a, a, another comment. It says, whenever I have taught co-workers students, I always get in conflict with that coworker because what I ask for in my classroom and what they expect me to do for their child has been vastly different. So can you speak to that?
1: I think when i so i've never had that experience but i have had parents that i've built strong connections with and so maybe i taught several of their children in in the last 15 years there gets to be an expectation sometimes because you have a really strong relationship with a particular parent um and and their students and then you know all students aren't created equal so like somebody i might have a really strong relationship with like the oldest brother or sister. And then when I get two or three kids down, it's like, it's just not there or they don't need it or they're not interested or whatever. And it just doesn't happen. And the parents kind of look at you like, you know what, like, how come they're failing your class? And it's like, look, I'm doing what I'm doing. Like, this this is how I roll every single day, every single year. It would be unfair to everybody else in the room if I had special treatment for someone, that's why I don't have special treatment. Now, look, if I build a special relationship with you and, and it's deep and it's meaningful, there are innately things that come out of that. There are, you know, kids get blessed with trips and opportunities. And um, I don't know if I want to say special treatment, but like it's not even special treatment. It is knowing who that kid is so i'll use like dj dirty kev is someone that i think of Where like he and my oh, his sure. mom and i like really got along but it took a hot minute for her to understand like who i was and what i was about but like kev got what looked like special treatment from me kev kev's on the book right so that's how far it goes right kev's on the front <laughs> of the book i didn't even think of that um you know but what Folks that didn't know was that Kevin and I had been through so much stuff together. like it was it was a net it was like, of course, there's gonna be a special bond there. Um but so i I would say that a lot of it has to do with like fairness to the whole class. No, look, i what I'm trying to do, like, look, of course, I love you. I love your kid. I love that it's your kid. But, you know, Dude, I'm trying to keep it on the level for everybody in here and that's not easy to do. But so like um and of course you want that for your kid because it's your kid. Of course you think your kid's special. It's your kid. Like I and I say these things with a smile because then I, I think that sometimes unlocks the moment. Um it is but what but what you want is what's best. And parents sometimes like, you know, we, we do too much for our kids. I know damn well that I do too much for my kids sometimes, right? Like I just you know, and, and Brody loves that. And Marley goes, you're helping me too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dad, you're helping me too much. Stop right helping now. me. So that that's kind of where I'm coming from Um, with that one.
0: Great. I think that sounds lovely. I lost my spot, but I'll go over my she's
1: about to go take a nap now. She's <laughs> like, let me go sleep on that. Let me see if I'm ready. Okay.
0: Piano Boy um, is asking, and I'm going to group his with Chris Chong's question cool. because they're very similar. So Piano Boy is asking, what do you... What do your final days of the school year look like? And Chris Chong is asking, Reynolds, what kind of activities are you doing with your students these last few weeks uh, before the end of school? All right.
1: So So this year looks vastly different than anything I've ever done before. Depending on the classes in at the end of the year, I've done reward like awards um, where I basically spray paint, crap, gold and give it out um and when i say crap i mean like go to the dollar store buy things spray paint them gold and give them to the students as trophies um it's hilarious every single time so you want a baby uh that's gold you won dinosaur but they're that's also gold. for
0: ridiculous like oh, awards yeah. there's yeah. nothing
1: like- it's the kid that you can you know the the award for the kid that is most likely to talk about himself goes here the one upper award goes to this kid the kid with the best hair for the year the kid whose mustache has had the greatest amount of development this year award goes to, um, it's that, that kind of stuff. The, the kid that will probably be late, the kid that, will, you know, it's just, it's silly stuff and and it comes out of a place of love. And and so, um, that that's kind of where we're, what I do normally. And then I write notes to a lot of students. Uh, I write full tilt letters to kids. I, um, you know, and, and then we just, we just, I work till the end of the year. Uh, but, but this year, you know, what I think one of the downfalls of this year was this year became less about mastering content and more about points. And I'm just not a points guy. Like I'm just not, I'm just not that interested in students points. I think grades should be reflective of students mastery in a subject matter and not, um, the amount of points that they were, uh, like able to accrue. Um, but this year is tricky because I have all these kids that like just didn't do the work and I don't know why because I don't know them. I don't know if they struggled with it. I don't know if they had stuff going on at home. I mean, we all had those kids that like you they unmuted themselves on Zoom and it was like you heard the madness in the house behind them. So it's about having grace for that. and I really don't want kids to fail. So the end of the year has been really about trying to provide opportunities for students to grasp some mastery um, so that next year they are ready and not have kids fail at the rate that I'm afraid they're going to fail at. Um, black males in particular, so my, my students are, you know, predominantly black and brown students, black males, This I think the study said that if you're in ninth grade, you still have, I think it's a 90% chance of still graduating high school. If you stay back in ninth grade, if you go to 10th grade and stay back, um, that number falls to like 75. And if you go to junior year and above and you are retained that it's like a super low number. So what I'm trying to do is like, if kids have to stay back, whatever, like, cause I want you to just win. Um, but I don't want I'm I'm concerned about student social emotional well-being. So that so it's been more about like trying to help kids catch up and get things together so that they can find success and also not have summer school. Like bro, I'd rather stay back a year than have summer school after these two years of school. So that's where I'm coming from. So not as much fun stuff this year. I have been making a lot of pictures of kids that I think is funny. But
0: You do, you do I've been doctoring
1: up pictures.
0: <laughs> Okay, our next com- uh, question comes from Andre, I think.
1: We're good at memes here yes. on Real Wrap with Runs. I hope
0: that's correct um how does one deal with unemployment as a teacher my entire country has zero positions available for an english teacher Got it. what other other opportunities are there for us
1: such a good question um oh i wish you would have said what country you were from um
0: they can still put it yeah so
1: put it if you can just drop it in there i would love to know uh and i'm sorry if you said your name wrong um with dyslexia uh (laughs) vows vows are not my friend so the, I, I think, you know, there are a number of opportunities, right? So we'll say this. I think you could do something like um, VIP Kids or Dada ABC where you could essentially work for someone else and you basically teach English to students in China or or whatever. But if you don't, but if your accent is too heavy, I think they, they try to get folks that don't have um, an accent so much so that students in another country are picking up that accent when they're trying to learn a new language. Um I he think
0: answered, Romania, more specifically the region of Transylvania.
1: Oh, I think you hit me up on DM because I was so excited that somebody from Transylvania hit me up and I was I thought that was awesome. Um isn't that cool?
0: Yes, that's awesome.
1: So uh the other thing is there is a company called Outschool that's worth looking out up. Um is that the one Alex Cacciani put us onto?
0: out school i don't remember but it's fun we use it for our kids
1: yeah so out school is good um and then there are other i forget what the other one is i i knew it what was the one alex told us about and it's like basically you're a teacher online um if i'll tell you what if you email me at uh real i will get you the answer to this question but um it is basically you can become a tutor and it's like you have a class, right? Like you're going to teach ninth grade English, or you're going to teach fifth grade reading, or you're going to teach biology to high school students, whatever it is, right? They, um, they, kids can sign up for your class. And, and what happens is you get like a lot of homeschool students or students that need extra help. So then you're teaching content, but then the popularity of your class determines things like how much you can charge for it. It determines how many people will, will take it at one time and how many people are signing up, like for all of, like, do you have too many and you have to have two courses now or three courses now or four courses now. Uh, I think that's a really great way to make money. I, I really think that, um, personal education is what's in the future and for our own kids, like the ones we made, that's where we're seeing this also. now my kids aren't homeschooled, but that's because I, because our public school was not a good fit for them. And so I'm looking for people online that are the best at what they do. And then I'm going to sign my kids up for that class. And that's how we're going to, you know, educate our kids for the foreseeable future until we figure out something else. But, um, I I think that those are a couple of options. It's like, it's mainly like online tutoring or it could be in part person tutoring. Like, I'm not sure how you communicate that to folks, but like, um, in, in Romania, but like, you know, here it would be like, putting an ad on Facebook, putting an ad on Craigslist um, and then finding students and then charging a good amount of money. You know, like there are teachers here that make 50, 60, a hundred dollars an hour to tutor because they're the best. And, and I just, I think that that's so awesome. What you got buddy? Um,
0: I'm Doing other things.
1: Telling jokes on your phone.
0: you know, a little bit maybe. I like
1: when you I like when we get done these and you tell me about your full on conversations you were having with people while I was doing this.
0: Okay, our next question comes from uh Dress to Read. Does anyone have a good resource for an end of year survey for their classes? I have one day where I'm planning on doing a survey, then doing some giveaways to my kiddos aka end of year gifts. Also, best end of year gifts for high schoolers, any ideas? We kind of
1: cover some of that. Um, end of year gifts for high school. So surveys. Uh, I have one. It's. I don't know if I have one that's not, like, part of something. That I it's specific to my school. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I feel like that one. I'll say this. Uh, I feel like that's a really good question for the Facebook group. So if you go to. Real Rap with Reynolds uh, Facebook group. Um, it's or the teacher talk just teacher real rap, I don't know. Whatever the hell. Real
0: rap with Reynolds teacher talk. I don't
1: even know the name of my own Facebook group. Well,
0: there's,
1: but there's but that's a really great place to to share those resources and to get them from someone, I think. Um two, I think gifts for kids. Uh, I think kids always want gift cards or they want I, I or I find that giving kids weird stuff, I think weird memorable things in high school i think funny yeah mm-hmm. um, even kids like
0: middle school kids i can see though even elementary i think all kids, like, all right, right. <laughs> look
1: this is i'm going to self-promote for a moment i'm saying on the front end because it's sitting in front of me uh plus we got to upgrade the uh microphones we just upgraded and now they all have labels on them and that i'm really excited about uh and they look so nice so if somebody gave me a bubble microphone in high school I would have driven my friends and family insane. I would have been like, uh, "Mom, excuse me, what's it like to make dinner that no one yeah, wants?" well,
0: what to nobody knows like, on here is that you got a tape recorder, like a mini tape recorder, and you drove us long nuts with that. I did.
1: I used to have a mini mini tape recorder that I would carry around and say "note to self," and then I would rem- and then I would just say stupid stuff on it all the time um like we're supposed
0: to be talking about gifts. anyway
1: so but i think me tape record is a great gift. uh i think gift cards i think um you know it's when you're thinking of stuff um i think it's about thinking about stuff that kids actually want not stuff that we want them to have that's part of it right so like kids spend money on fortnite i think it's ridiculous right or like they spend money on roblox but like it's weird but like if that's what they like um, and I think the other thing is books always, even if it's a book that's going to sit on your shelf for 15 years, I had a kid recently, um, Crawford that hit me up and asked if I had a copy of Lord of the Flies*. So I sent him oh, one right. and he read it and he was like, I didn't really read this ninth grade year. He goes, and this book is so, he loved it. Oh, he just he thought did. it was so good. Yeah. And I've had that happen with kids a lot. i there were certain books I used to give away a lot, like. Walden that I knew no one was gonna read but I'm like just let it sit there and one day you'll be led to read this Jonathan Livingston seagull was another book. I gave out a lot um, And so I give away books a lot. I give away a lot of books every year um, Especially to seniors if they see a book in my room or if kids come back to visit and they go Oh, you have that book and I'm like, yeah, just take it. It's yours my gift to you Yeah,
0: Are you ready for
1: another I'm ready, baby Okay.
0: Our next one is coming from John I teach social studies in a very small school and I'm in my second year. About half of our middle slash high school staff, three teachers are leaving. If I say, how do I help build a new school culture?
1: Oh man.
0: Oh boy. Oh boy. You guys are in a song. Similar...
1: Yeah. So I'll say this, John. Um, last year, I, I've talked about this before. We lost uh, the head of our board CEO, the principal, the vice principal, the uh, dean of students, my friend Cho, head of special education, the director of curriculum, and a whole slew of teachers. Next year, when I go back, I gotta—I basically got to make all new friends. I mean, there are there's there are a few people that I've been friends with, um, but the because of stage of life and, and a number of other things, like they're not like. They're not the folks that just call to like come over and we're going to do a fire in the backyard. We're going to go out and have a drink. I had a hard day. I need to talk to someone. Um, I think it is about creating a space and a place, even in even your your third year next year. Um, if you were new coming into your school, what would you want to walk into? What kind of vibe would you like to come into? What kind of? Uh, Like whether it's like how you can set up your room, whether it's how you're accepted, whether it's the level of collaboration, the level of support, the level of excitement, the level of um, intrigue, the level of like wanting to partner with other people. Uh, What can you? What do you have the capacity to do to create that sort of? This sounds so woo woo, but like that vibe or that energy. So when people show up, they're like, "Oh, damn! Like, yeah, I want to be a part of this place." I think that that is. What you can be thinking about um, going into next year is like, what What do you have the power to do? So I know for sure that some of the things I do for new teachers is I will eat lunch with folks and just say, look, I, just so you know, like this place can be whatever you want it to be. Now, now next year, I'm not really sure because of all the new leadership and, and changes that we'll have. Like, I don't know how folks are going to get down, but um, but I know me, right? So I know that, look, in me, it's kind of, it's kind of like Toy Story. You got a friend in me. I'll help you out. I'll champion you. I'll help you with students. I'll help you with ideas. Um, I love doing what I'm doing. I just need you to know, I love doing what I'm doing. I'm in room, whatever, down the hall. Come and stop by anytime. You can drop in and come and see my classes. I'll come in and see your classes if you want to. If you need a place to eat lunch, I eat lunch with the students every single day. On Fridays, we usually go out to Dock Street in West Philadelphia, uh, have a couple drinks after school and hang out together and just chill. Like, be a part of this, like, welcome people into it and create spaces and places for them to do that. I think in that shift, school culture makes school a place people want to be and are excited about showing up because they get to be their authentic and their most authentic and their best selves in those moments.
0: Great answer.
1: Thanks. I always um, like when you approve my answers. I'm not being sarcastic either. I
0: didn't think so. Um... Here's an anonymous question. Sometimes kids add stuff in their stories or poems or artworks that allude to struggles, issues, or perhaps traumas they have had, such as bullying or self-esteem problems, or I see them sitting alone at break. I teach part-time. I don't always get extra time with kids or have the ability to create classroom space for those kids to find a safe space. Any tips on how to handle this or help in small ways?
1: so great question. one, that's a great question. And two, why are you assuming that that person's anonymous and that their name isn't actually anonymous? Maybe that's their name. No, maybe. I know their name on here, I'm
0: just playing,
1: but they said they don't want to come online. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, no, I'm just playing. Um, uh, I'm going to use one example that in spirit, you might be able to get down to with, and even if you don't in practicality, right? So like I have this, I talk about this in the book. I have a whole thing. I have a whole drawer at school of eyeballs, right? Just eyeballs. Um, Because I realized that there's no one size fits all way to connect with students. Some students like being shouted out, being celebrated. Uh, It's their birthday and they want you to throw confetti in the air and shoot them with silly string. Like they are excited about that. There are other students that are like, never don't ever do that to me. They don't even like compliments out loud. So I'll write it on a post-it note and put it on their desk. When I started doing the eyeball thing, which is, if you you don't know about this, like what I do is I just stick eyeballs on kids and I go, got my eye on you, Um, is it is such a silly and easy way to just let someone know you see them so i think with with the spirit of this is is doing that it is finding small ways to just let students know that you care so whether if that was a writing piece right someone put something in there about struggle it's saying hey before you leave class real quick um i really loved your vulnerability and your honesty in your story like it really hit me and you know i knew someone once that went through this or i ha- or i myself have struggled with this particular thing or um or i just i i'm honored that you would feel like, you would feel safe enough to say that in your paper or share that with our class. Just acknowledging that, because I don't think students always know that they're being strong when they share. It's acknowledging their strength. It's acknowledging the fact that they, that they said something or did something that was, that was powerful and that was good. And so affirming that means that hopefully they will, they are more apt to do that another time. Um, cause it's seen as, as a strength not a weakness to share your vulnerability, your sadness, your hurt, your problems. I think the other thing is a quick word from kids or a quick moment of like talking to someone, sitting down with someone, checking in with someone. And I mean, quick, like it could be like 60 seconds. Like I'll see a kid that's in trouble in the office and I sit down and I go, bro, you good? Um, I'm sorry that you're sitting here. Look, if you need anything, just come see me. But know that I think that you're important and that I'm willing to help in any way that I can. All right. I'm on my way to go do something, but I just wanted to make sure that you knew that as I was walking by the end. Well, that takes less than 30 seconds to say something like that. But it is letting kids know that you undoubtedly care and that you're there for them should they choose to, to need something or they they want someone to talk to because you just never know. I think, think about this, think about the things growing up. Somebody said to you that are still stuck with you that were hurtful, right? Someone talked about how big your nose is or how big your ass is or how big your hair is or what kind of hair you have or your complexion or your, um, you know, so-called disability or the way you spoke, like whatever it was, like there there was, there's something there. There's like, There's bullies that still on some level occasionally still live in my head. They don't even remember who I am probably. I saw them when I was 14 years old in high school, right? But there was that one thing, that one time it stuck in my head. Conversely, there are folks that have said things to me that were disproportionately kind or loving that still stick in my head too, that they might not remember also. So it's about creating, I think, those sticky statements for students that are of a positive nature and you don't know. What's going to adhere to a kid's soul and that they're going to carry with them through the rest of their life? It is not always the big speech, the big conversation, the big gift. It is the small and st- and seemingly intangible things that stay with students forever. And so I think it's about making a day where you're doing that with students and not um, and, and and knowing that that's a, that that small token is a blessing to them. Put my eyeballs back now
0: okay good uh andre is asking how should i set up a lesson plan in the case of special ed special ed kids being grouped up with regular ones i have no training in that area but the country's too poor to afford proper education for Special ed, children. Special ed students
1: okay got it uh so i think there's a couple things you can do um i would one contact home and ask parents this question. Hey, uh, Hey, this is, uh, Mr. I think I'm thinking I say your name, right. Floria. Um, and if I said it wrong, just say it right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, hi, this is Mr. Floria, um, I'm a child's teacher and I just, I'm calling because you know, your child better than anyone else. And I'm wondering a couple of things about your kid. One, what's the best class they ever had? Like the teacher that got them, the teacher that made a class that made them want to come to school. And if it wasn't a whole class, was there a certain lesson, was there a certain day, was there a certain thing that they did? What was that? Also, what was and you don't need a name for a teacher. What was the worst class that they ever had? Like what was a teacher that they didn't vibe with that they didn't get down with that they had a lot of a struggle with? And three, what's something about your student that I should know that I'm not going to see on a form, on an IEP, on a document from the school or something like that? that I need to know about your kid to to be able to be the best teacher that I can be for them. And then it's finding things that that student likes and then turning them into lessons. So like finding the video games, the TV shows, that sort of thing, because what that's going to do is gauge interest in that kid. And then when they try. So a lot of times what happens is in my experience is special education students, especially by ninth grade, they're just so dumb with the school system and they're so dumb with school that they don't want to do anything. So if I can trick you into partially engaging because I did something that you like or that you thought was funny or that you thought was cool or weird or strange, or it was tied into something that you liked, I can start to see the gaps in where you are. I can start to see that you um, learn better this way. Like You learn better when we're talking about things out loud. You learn better When we're just writing things, you learn better when you are given a task set off on your own and you get to complete it at your own pace, start figuring out how that kid learns. And this could be also in conversation with the parents and with the school and with the student, finding out what works best for them and then letting them do that. Don't, instead of trying to force them into, which is what schools do too often is force students with, um, with specific needs or special needs into like the regular, coursework. And it's like, let me figure out a different way that we can do this. And then we're going to set you off to be able to do that so that you can find success. I think that's why I would do it. And sometimes that's just small pivots. Sometimes it's just like you're reading someone that has an audio book instead of a regular book. Maybe they're reading with somebody, maybe they're reading in smaller chunked time. Maybe they are, they can answer the questions, but they need writing prompts to go with it. It's just these small little shifts that not not everyone else needs to even know about, but that's how you're differentiating the instruction so that those students can find success also. What you got,
0: buddy? Um, Elaine D is asking, how will we wean kids from being on computers for the whole school day?
1: Oh, man. Uh,
0: I think some of them are gonna want to be off computers. I I think everyone's tired of being on
1: computers. I think so, but I think there's For a comfortability school. of waking up a little bit late, of not wearing pants, of For sure. being on computers all day. And now what? You want us to move? Wait, what? We're going outside? Wow. We're gonna do something? It's like it's like you're so lazy. It's like you're on my six hundred pound life all of a sudden. You're just like, I don't even have the capability to get and that's not a diss against those folks. It's just like you get to this place where like, and we've been feeling this too lately, right? Like where it's a Saturday and we're like, should we go out and do something? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just eat John Lopez's peanut brittle and frigging go garden. Like that's all we're going to do. Well,
0: I think we've all gotten so used to like cutting back. Yeah. That now to like,
1: I think it's about creating time and space where you're just not doing it. During this time, we're not on technology. We're not doing this or that. We are being together. It is, and then making, you know, I I always say that like uh, you can lead a horse to water and you can't make it drink, but you can make it really thirsty. And what I mean by that is when I eat lunch with my students every day, there's tons of kids that just sit on their phones or play video games or bring their Switch or their DS to school and they, and they play video games or something. Um, but if I can start a conversation that's good enough, right? It draws kids. It's just like making sexy, sexy book, uh, shelves in your classroom. It's creating something that's so engaging that people, they're like, wait, what are you guys talking about? Wait, I got to get in on this now. Like, or what are you watching or what's going on? It's about creating lessons that are so engaging like you know like when i light things on fire often and then it's like you can't like the the teacher just lit something on fire we have to pay attention to this or there's a dj in the classroom or they're you know jumping off desks or throwing things at one another or whatever it is that we're doing i think that that is part of how we do it but i think we have to go slow with kids i think that um i don't i don't think this is a rip the band-aid off uh moment because we're the ones that did it to them like, education, like, even if it wasn't the teachers, it's, like, schools are the ones that we we made the monster. Now you got to figure out how to, how to you know, change that. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's part of what I would say about that.
0: Okay, our next question. Um, it's um, going to be a tough one, man, I yeah. think. Oh, heck, yeah. I don't know where it is to take off the old one. Anyway. Go. um so our next question comes from zo um they're asking how do i find my motivation again now that i felt it slipping towards the end of the school year we still have at least seven weeks left
1: wait say that one more time
0: how do i find my motivation again now that i felt it slipping towards the end of the school year we still have at least seven weeks oh, left. oh
1: man um so oh, i can't find that one either all right. All right, i apologize right, that's why i wasn't paying attention uh because i can't multitask um, I think part of my motivation, so I, I, I'm there with you, right? Like I, I feel this too, where like I'm just, I'm tired, uh, I'm tired of being innovative, I'm tired of figuring out points for students, I'm tired, uh, like I'm just, I feel exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing that makes me show up every day is the same thing that I got into this for, right? It's remembering why you're doing what you're doing. It is, and reminding yourself of that every day. And so the reason I do what I do is because I love students because I I know that my students that where I work are not getting fair and equitable education, uh, like like a number of students that live like literally a mile or two down the road from our school. Um, And so I wanna show up and I feel like this is this is what I took on I took on trying to create meaningful content for students trying to create spaces and places where they're loved and cared for and that they know it um so I think it is it's remembering that and then it's not necessarily lowering the bar but it's not making things like overly difficult for no reason right like like I'm not interested in rigor right now. I'm interested in you learning and growing and changing and becoming the best version of yourself. And so, how can we do that? So, I have less work in my class and more talking. Like my co teacher and I uh, have long conversations with our students every day. Then we get the work done and then we allow students to leave if they want, or we keep students on that just want to hang out and talk and start using that time and realizing that that's meaningful too. Um, So, I think that that's That's absolutely part of it. Uh, And then I think finding things that give you joy. Um, You know, I look at things like, you know, yesterday I had to do Saturday school for school, which completely sucks. And I hate doing it. But while I was there, I was on the Zoom call and I was in there with like a bunch of teachers I haven't seen all year. And it was just nice to like end up sitting there and talking. And like I didn't feel depleted by it at all. I felt like it was really life giving. So it's I think looking for places like that and then look. I made a, a, a video a couple weeks ago called when, um, what was it called? Something to the effect of uh, like if when self-care is not enough or something like that. And someone made a really good point in the comment section there, which was for those of you that are like beyond like that, this is depressing to you. Like you're like you're seriously depressed or you've had suicidal thoughts or you're just like not sure. Like you maybe just like. You,
0: it's you, past burnout. Yeah. You know. Looking
1: at things like counseling, like seeing a therapist, like going and talking to someone, um, that's real. And it's OK. Like, like keep that in mind that it is um, this job is hard because we care. This job is hard because because the, the, it's stacked against you because you're because sometimes you want so badly for your students that it ends up like you feel drained trying to fill somebody else up. Uh, That there are things like secondary trauma, that when you're dealing with students that have lost a loved one, that someone's been shot, that someone uh, was sent to prison, and you're helping kids navigate all these tricky places in their lives, especially at a time in their life where they're so in their feelings, that seeking help for that, to just talk to someone is not a thing that is weak at all, but is actually strength. And so looking into something like that, if you need it, is really, really important. You got a partner. Uh,
0: I think we're, we're all done. We're
1: going to call it a time. We're 10 minutes after our time. All right. Uh, I'm just, I'm loving this so much. I know. Um, so, nice. so look, uh, microphones on sale now on real And then now they come with these beautiful labels made by our friend, John. Um, and next week we're on, on the 23rd. We're also on a May 30th. And then we're off for the month of June. We'll be back uh, after the 4th of July, which is, uh, we celebrate Independence Day. Uh, if you don't know what that is, you can just watch Stranger Things Season 3, and it will give you a good sense of what that looks like here in the U.S., uh, except without, like, the murder and the Russians and, and all and that stranger stuff. Stranger Things. Yeah, and there's <laughs> no demi Gorgons involved, usually. I mean, not here in New Jersey, anyway, that I know about. Um, but that's it. Gang, it is the end of the year. Uh, t- take, t- take time for yourself. Like I'm going in the garden for the rest of the day. I'm not lesson planning. I get up. I'd rather get up early. I'd rather get up at five in the morning and lesson plan the day of than lesson plan on my weekend. I just don't do it. So get up early. Take care of yourself. Um, I saw that someone gave money in the chat. you see this? Yes. It blew by. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. What's that? Um, Awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, And that's it, gang. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. Thanks, Brad, appreciate you, Brad. Brandon. Thanks, man.
0: Brandon, Brandon. it's
1: Brandon. Brandon. Why would I say Brad? I don't know. Because you
0: read fast. We try to Do
1: read I? Best. Yeah, I don't I'm <laughs> unsuccessful in that realm. All right, gang, that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace.